Welcome to the Tapping Into podcast with Sarah Tobin. That's me. I've created this podcast to help you discover and tap into spiritual, alternative and natural practices that could really change your life. I've been on a spiritual journey my whole life and I'm now an EFT or tapping practitioner. In this podcast, I have honest conversations on topics that I hope will deepen your soul connection, allow you to reclaim your power and confidence, know that you're not alone and feel inspired to find out more. I really hope this helps you on your journey. Phoebe Garnsworth, the Instagram account at lost underscore nowhere, caught my eyes a few years ago as she provides spiritual and soul messages that really resonated with me. Her new book recently launched called Align With Soul is a manual for reconnecting you to yourself, your true self. I knew I had to tackle the deep concepts of the soul on this podcast and I couldn't think of a better person to chat to. We talk about the difference between the spiritual self, the higher self, why many of us are not consciously connecting to our soul, how to go about doing that, why we would benefit from doing that. We talk about anxiety, depression and fear and the importance of checking in and letting go. We even go into some really deep concepts like past lives, karma, twin flame and soulmate relationships. This is a deep conversation and I really hope that you enjoy it and if some of these ideas tickle your fancy then definitely check out her book or check her out on phoebegarnsworthy.com or follow her on Instagram lost underscore nowhere. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much, Phoebe, for joining me today and for being on my podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. Before we dive into the soul, because, you know, this is, it's a huge topic. Tell me, how did you come to write this book? Like, what is your, you know, story behind, behind getting to this place? Yes. So with writing Align With Soul, I actually... It came from the audience of my Instagram account. Every week I was asking Q&As and I'd be asking, what is it that you need healing with today? What is it that you need guidance with? How can I support you? And I noticed that the questions that came up were all kind of put into this same category. And I was able to, you know, at each week I kind of had a layout and it'd be like, okay, this question, okay, this comes under self-love. Like, you know, with every question there's, a core underlying problem that we're neglecting. So, and everything all came back to not connecting with our soul. It's us not identifying with our soul, us not learning how to nurture, how to honor and how to guide our soul. So I then took all of my spiritual practice and philosophies and rituals that I've been working through my whole life. And I created this book, which I am completely in love with as well. I'm, I'm super excited that I've managed to yeah, kind of tap into all of these past experiences and be able to create something that's helping people. So thank you so much for supporting me with the book as well. I'm so happy to hear that you liked it. Oh yeah, it's 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 like everything I've ever learned to date from books that I've read. You know, I was reading Louise Hay in my teens back in like, you know, the nineties and then um, uh 
everything I've learned from from trauma and experience myself, it just create it just in this very simple book and it really just spoke to my soul. <laughs> I mean, that's so lame, isn't it? But it really did. It really um, resonated. And there's so many tools in here that I just think need to get out into the world. Um, so let's start with this concept of the soul and the spiritual self and the higher self. And I know many of us will resonate with those terms, but maybe not understand fully what they mean. Sure. So our soul is an angelic energy of cosmic light in the universe. We're in this, um, what I like to call the unseen realms because it's our unconsciousness. We can't see our soul, yet we can feel it. We know it's there. And when our soul exists in this space of unconsciousness, of the unseen realms, it's where we are vibrating in the most beautiful light energy frequency. We are completely connected with everything in the universe. We're in a place of total love and support and peace. And this is every single person, every animal, every creature that has a life on this earth. We all have this. This is, this is who we really are. And then we come through from the unconsciousness, from the unseen realms into the physical plane, into your body, into reality. And as we transition into this space, we forget who we really are. We're, we're distracted with life, with survival, with our jobs, with relationships, with everything around us. And for that reason, we forget who we really are. We forget about our soul in this unseen realm. We forget that we're connected to the universe, that we have beautiful love. And so I use these two different terms to differentiate the two. So I call our higher self, our soul in the unseen realms. Um, so you in this beautiful, pure, loving light energy, and I call our physical self. So you in the human body, our spiritual self, our spiritual soul. So when you're in these two different places, you have the ability to be connected. You're, you're sorry, you're always connected to them. But when you're living in the physical realm, we're forgetting about that connection. And, and we've gone through all these distractions and all of these things that happen. But every now and again, we get glimpses of that connection. We get glimpses of how divinely guided we are. We have synchronicities around us that remind us, oh, I, I, I've got someone guiding me. I'm, I'm completely loved by the universe and by myself in this, in this other realm. And so a big part of all of our lessons and all of the conflicts and the confrontations that we go through in our life are reminding us of, us, of our soul, of our higher self. And it's about that journey of being able to connect with our soul and, you know, calling in through our intuition and allowing our higher self to guide us. And so that's what a lot about the book is all about, is about being able to find the right tools and techniques and using spiritual philosophy and rituals to be able to really align with our higher self and to be able to live consciously, but in the present moment through that. And what is the benefit of living more connected to your higher self? Yeah, so the benefit is you're going to have a more, more fulfilling life. You're going to feel more rich in your relationships, 
in the people around you and your own environment. And the most important element of it is that you're going to be living authentically as yourself. And to me, I believe that living authentically is your life purpose here. You're, you're, once you learn how to be living in that space and living connected with your higher self, you are able to see the world around you in the most beautiful light and you're able to be able to perceive different circumstances and situations as the, the truth of what they really are. You can kind of rise above it and you can you know, connect with your intuition and find the guidance. So it's, it's like you are able to navigate your life in a completely different way. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, you know, feeling peace amidst the chaos. It's, you know, I love that view, the kind of bird's eye view of being able to separate yourself from a lot of the chaos that's happening in the world, especially at the moment. I've been um, learning the Mary Magdalene's teachings um, around the kind of living, living from the divine, which is the soul and living a fully human experience and I suppose what you're saying is the same thing it's it's merging the soul and and allowing the soul to have a human experience all of those things the good the bad the ugly um but the more connected you are to soul and your source of yourself maybe the better experience you have or the easier it is or the more joyful life is yes definitely and also the more you are guided, you know, you're able to heed the wisdom to be able to handle any situation. You're able to heal yourself as well once you learn how to connect with your soul because your soul has all of the answers to everything. It knows every single, you know, every single challenge, every single problem that we're faced with, your soul has the solution for you, which means that you have your own solution, but it's a matter of clearing that pathway to really harness the energy and the 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 knowledge of the soul amazing i just i think we are so conditioned to look outside ourselves aren't we from day one um external validation using um tablets and you know other things to heal us when really we actually have that power within that's so so important to understand Going back to the start of our life here and this soul's experience and going back before that, what happens to the soul right before we we are born? So just before we're born, I believe that we create a soul contract. So that is going to be a series of life lessons that we are meant to be experiencing on this earth. And the way that you handle those experiences will determine the evolution of your soul. So the, the way that you will transform. And each of these challenges and experiences have one purpose, and that is to change your perception. So it's to change your understanding of the world around you and to change your perception of you with your soul and yourself. You know, it, it keeps bringing you closer back to that energy of your soul. And so the soul contract has all of these kind of preconceived ideas of what's going to happen to you in this life. And when you come through into this life and you're faced with these challenges, you tick them off and you go on to the next one. Now, that's not to say that your destiny is completely preconceived before you. You've got the ability to change your destiny. 
but the the feelings and the way that your perception is going to be changed is going to be the same. So the challenge may be completely different, but it will have that same purpose for you to then see the world in a completely different light. So we choose our families, we choose our experiences, negative experiences predominantly, I assume here, that that provide that challenge that opportunity to see life differently yes i I believe that Mm. yes and i also believe that a lot of the um like you said the, the family and the other people that we meet in this life we've also met in past lives too so i also believe in reincarnation yeah same (laughs) okay so let's say you've you've had your soul contract meeting your planning meeting so to speak and you have mapped out your life and you've set yourself these challenges and then you then you come down and you forget that that those challenges will appear or that you have the tools to even navigate them and these challenges help you evolve and grow and provide you with um a shift in perception like you say and 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 maybe align more with your authenticity so giving you the opportunity to be more truthful about yourself or or even connect with yourself is that right yes exactly and so a lot of the challenges that we will face will stay in the midst of that darkness if we are in fact facing something that's negative we will stay in in that space until we realize that we can heal ourselves, until we find those tools, until we learn how to connect back with our soul. And that healing can take place over many, many years, or it can take place in a smaller amount of time. It just kind of depends on how you, how ready you are to enter through that darkness and enter through the problems to be able to allow your perception of the world to change. Okay. And would it be would would people have a repetition of experience if they don't grasp that you know like are we given us given the challenge again and again if we don't get it the first time yes i be- i believe mm. so and i also believe that we can receive the same challenge and just understand a deeper layer of ourselves so we may we may go back through and it could actually be representative of exactly something that we've experienced before but we understand it in such a new different way that the lesson that we learn from it is is so different but once again our shift of perception has changed and we've 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 become either more in love with our life more in love with ourselves or more connected that's kind of i guess when we're having these shift of perceptions, we're entering deeper into that connection with our soul and our connection with the whole world. Okay, so really it's returning you to love. Definitely, returning mm. returning you back to where you came from, yeah. which is love, yes. Yeah, and, and allowing yourself to feel the support of that universal love that exists above the soul. So as well as the soul, the, our higher self, there's, there's something above that. Yes. So what, what do you believe... Uh, is exists above that i believe that we are connected to a, a large cosmic universal web where we're connected to absolutely everything and and in this space we have our souls we have other souls we have angelic beings um i don't believe in a hierarchy system 
but I believe that we are all connected and it's all very, this, this huge web that we have woven together. And as we change and our perception changes and our consciousness changes, we also raise the, the entire consciousness of the whole universe as well. So we're all playing that part together. Okay, so taking everyone's individual challenges and the plans and contracts that we've made and, and our purpose for being here. So taking all of that into consideration, we are going through these challenges, we're healing, we're releasing, we are learning, we are growing, we are connecting to our self-love and that then has the ripple effect of changing the consciousness of the, the rest of humanity, is that right? Yes, I believe so, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so really our individual challenges have a greater purpose, you yes. know, so yeah, that might help people feel a little bit better as they, they, they navigate more difficult times. Um, for the people that have suffered really horrendously, you know, there's people that have been abused, um, neglected, abandoned, uh, all sorts of horrific experiences and trauma. How, how do we support people that have gone through that without making them feel that they're to blame for that experience? That's a really good question. Um, when it comes to being confronted with that, it's, you know, I think that the most important thing is to hold space for another and to help them be able to realize how they can heal themselves. So we help each other with different tools and what we can do. And the most important way to heal each other, I think, is telling our story and is sharing our story and just listening and being heard. The thoughts of like the concepts of that I believe that everything happens for a reason or that this is preconceived and, and all of the, the facts that your soul is going to grow as a result of it it's a positive outlook to have, but it's not the right um, thing to communicate with someone until they have gone through it and until they can say, I've healed from that. I look back at that and now I am grateful for the experience and for the lesson and I've learned how to let it go. You can only really have that conversation with someone once they can really put it in their past as accepting and being grateful and still loving themselves so the advice that I would give would be to hold space for another and the, the only words of positivity that I would provide would just be letting them know that they have the strength to overcome it and remind them of that strength, remind them of that beauty within them. And it's just a matter of kind of focusing on different areas within them and being next to them while they enter through that darkness and remind them that they're not going to be in it forever, but it's just, it's a part of their healing journey and, you know, supporting them however, which way is possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. It's a tricky subject, isn't it? Yes, it, yeah. it is because I mean, that also comes through with that question of like, why is there evil in the world? You know, why, why mm -hmm. people even do these kind of things? Um, and the only answer that I've been able to feel comfortable with is just understanding that people are not living consciously and they're, they're, they're living in this space of, of completely disassociating themselves from their soul, hating their soul, you know, with this, this underlining, which of course it comes from many past lives and from their own ancestors and just 
that they're so far away from who it is that they really are and their soul that they act out and try and, you know, connect back, but they're acting out in such a different way that it doesn't, it doesn't help them. Yeah. So this, the idea of being disconnected from the soul, I've seen myself and with clients that when we experience pain and trauma, the first thing we almost want to do, especially as a child is jump ship. It's like literally, right, sod this. I'm like, and take a lot of their awareness and presence back up to home, so to speak, like where they have come from. Um, because it's so much easier to maybe navigate difficult times when you're not fully embodied. Definitely. Is that, is that right? Definitely. No, I completely agree. I think that we... We, we will move into that space without really knowing. And that's what a lot of people are living. They're not living with their soul through into their body in the present moment. They're living in a completely different, um, almost like a different realm because they're, they're also not living in their, their soul's energy and they're not living in their body. They're just, they're just kind Is it of like limbo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and is this, I've seen where, um, Parts of soul fragments are, are like lost, suspended in time with this trauma. And you've probably done it too, where you can kind of call back those parts of yourself that have literally just jumped ship. I see it like, like shattered glass. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's a very popular form of healing is to go yeah. into that experience and to, to pull back in your soul from those, um, from those places. Mm. Um, what happens when we experience anxiety? What is happening in our body like are we disconnecting is is anxiety a result of the disconnection yes i believe that if, when we're anxious and when we're depressed it's our soul not in our body when if, if we're our soul is in our body and we are living in the present moment there's no space for anxiety or depression there's no space for us to be stressed or worried about the future or you know having um, depressive thoughts of the past because we're living through in this moment and when we're in the present moment that these other feelings and vibrations don't exist um, in addition to with that anxiety if our soul is outside of our body our mind kind of takes over and it's thinking okay I've got to run this I've got to run this body. I've got nothing else here that's kind of moving it through. So the energy flow is completely disjointed. We've got energy outside. We've got energy within us and, and it's all, all, all over the place. So for me, I think that the best tools to bring, to be able to heal our anxiety and depression is being aware of it, accepting it and learning how to harmonize that flow of energy once more. That's amazing. The, um, the, but you're saying how the mind takes over because I've I've realized that ang that the mind creates anxiety the feeling of anxiety like and and that's where our limiting beliefs are all stored and everything so when your soul isn't around or you're not listening or connected you could see how the mind will literally just like you say run the show and in the, and in that way it's dangerous because the mind is programmed to protect you and to keep you safe with these very strict beliefs, um, which then, you know, they may work for a while, but over time can become very limiting. So I, yeah, the, it's so important to actually be in your body to connect with your soul and, and stop the mind from running the show. Yes, exactly. Definitely. 
So tell us how do we do that? Yeah. Okay, the big question. Yeah. How do we connect with our soul? How do we how do we embody more of it? Definitely. So one of my favorite ways to call that soul back in, and sorry, I'll just um, be clarified for the listeners. When your soul is outside of your body, I believe you're always connected with a cord of energy. It's not like mm. you can ever be completely Gone. away from your body. Yes, yes. Yeah. you're just. It's just that you're. You're, you know, you've got an aura and your soul can be at any space within that aura. And what we want is we want it to be back within our heart so that we're really in, in our body. Okay. Um, and so my favorite way is to ground ourselves and grounding can be done in many forms. The most important thing is for you to figure out what resonates with you the most. And grounding usually involves being within nature. So just having your bare feet and going for a walk in nature is a form of, of connecting that. It's all about um, uh, harmonizing your energy flow. So when we're out in nature, we're able to really harness the energy from the earth. And that in itself calls out to your soul. Another form is meditation because that's a way of you being able to clear out any of these thoughts or any of these um, blockages that are kind of weighing you down and you're able to call back the energy of your soul. And I also love doing it with journaling. Journaling is my other favorite. And that's also a big part of why I became a writer is because I journaled since I was very, very young. And this is how you self-reflect. You're able to give love back to yourself and you're able to become more self-aware. And when you are journaling, you're allowing your soul to speak through to you. So I find that journaling is a really um, easy way to be able to get that advice and wisdom. So if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling depressive, ask your soul, say, what, what can I do? How can I help myself? And you'll always get the answer. The first, first answer is the right answer. That's your soul. The second answer is your mind. And from that point, your mind will go crazy. So you just really want to make sure you listen to that very, very first answer. Fantastic. You talked in your book about fear and releasing ourselves of anxiety and depression. So what actually is fear as, as a and energy so fear is a, a lot of the time it's kind of the fear of the unknown i like to think that fear is your you requesting more information to be able to handle something or it can be connected to a limiting belief as well so there's the, the fear that we create before ourselves it's kind of also a protective way our, our mind is saying be cautious or something like that so it's a matter of understanding, look at the fear, ask yourself the question, does it need more information? What am I fearful of? And what information can I provide to help this subside? Or have a look and say, is this connected to a limiting belief? And then from that, you're going to go down the pathway of really finding out, is this limiting belief, does it belong to me or does it belong to someone else? Does it really exist? And you kind of, you keep having this question internally with yourself, with your soul, to to really learn from it because there's nothing to be fearful in life because we're completely divinely guided and we're always supported with love it's just a matter of us learning to trust ourselves and to trust that guidance and to move through our life from that place what's coming to my head is that um trusting that we have the strength to cope with whatever throws yes. itself at us isn't it? Um, Definitely. This last year, I mean, we were recording in March 2021. This last year has 
brought so much fear up for people on a health level primarily which is obviously throws everybody into anxiety and panic and you know major spikes in cortisol and adrenaline and then all the problems that come with that so it is it's also very hard I'm finding certainly is to discern truth from what I'm reading seeing hearing around me how do we decide our own truth from that well, that's a really good question. I completely agree with you with, uh, with all of this difficulty trying to find the truth. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, I would come back into my internal self, have the conversation with my soul and learn and make a decision for me. What's my truth? How am I going to live my life from this point? Um, if you are finding yourself feeling those anxious thoughts and depression and, and feeling this fear arising, find out exactly where it's coming from and how you can nurture and honor and support yourself. If it is coming from too much of the online media, because I found myself when it all started, I was nonstop looking at it. And I was like, this is not, this is not serving me any good. There's, I'm not gaining any, any insight. I don't feel any better about myself. And from that point, I think it was actually maybe a year ago now, I turned it off. I stopped looking at the news. I stopped watching it and I trusted myself. I looked after myself. I looked after the health of myself. I really, you know, analyzed every area of my life to make sure that I was nurturing love into myself during this world crisis and, you know, caring for everyone around me and, and trying to learn as much as I can, but from a lot of different sources. And to me, that really helped. And that was the way that I was able to provide that solution to myself. But I must say that I think meditation and journaling was my number one. I have to do this every day or I will go crazy with this, this whole world lockdown and go for a walk. Sorry, I had to go for a walk. <laughs> um you talk about our power and how our power gets taken away and how we can often blame others for things and you know I think this last year maybe has also shown me that I have more I have full responsibility of everything in my life um I can choose how to react to something I can um I'm not responsible for making x person happy um you know, so talk, talk, talk to me more about, about power and how we can bring that back into our awareness. Definitely. I think that when, and this is also a quote from my book, but when we, when we blame another, we're giving our power away. So when we are looking to shift our focus onto someone else's problems, we're not looking back within ourselves, and we're not looking at how we can self-improve and how we can actually change our life for the better. And it all comes down to that belief that you are the creator of your world, you're the creator of your life and, and your universe. So only you can make the changes in your life to be able to live that you want we can't rely on someone else we can't wait for someone else to save us we have to be our own savior so the more that you recognize that you have the power to be able to do whatever it is that you desire and to create the life that you want it's a very liberating feeling it's 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 something that really you know allows you to live from your soul's energy and to be able to create your soul's work and to be able to really bring and have the most happiest life if you learn how to embody that power and how, if you remind yourself 
the truth of who it is that you really are. So do you think that we need to release the past to truly let go of the pain, release the trapped emotions, the suppressed emotions in order to make use of that power? Definitely. I think that we need to remind ourselves that we are an alchemist of energy. We are able to transform any energy into greatness. And that's why, and I speak about that a lot in my book, is that we use our natural resources around us to help assisting us exchange that power, exchange that energy. And this comes down to the fact that we are energy, our soul is energy. And with all of these past either mistakes or challenges, pain and hurt and painful memories and trauma, it all is sitting within our body, within our aura as a trapped emotion, which then in turn is trapped energy. So the more we enter through, and as difficult as it is, we have to enter through that pain to be able to transform that. And you have the ability to transform your wounds into power. It's just a matter of you being able to enter it, learn from it, be able to heal it, accept it, that it's a part of yourself. And from that space, you're able to shift your perception and to understand you know, why it happened to be able to reflect and to be able to learn from it as well. And from that point, we're able to, to be able to, you know, have this clean energy field, which then allows us to be in complete alignment with our soul. A lot of people who teach manifestation say that we need to kind of vibrate at the frequency of of what we want to attract in our lives. So I suppose what you, what we're saying here is that in order to to be an, in a place of love and joy, to attract even more love and joy and abundance, we have to release those denser energies. And we can do that by seeing it, validating it, feeling through it, uh, working through it, letting go, etc. Is that it? Yes, that's exactly right. And, yeah. and like you said, with the manifestations, to be able to vibrate at a different frequency, we need to let these things go because you, you, you can only hold a particular amount of energy. That energy is always transforming, it's changing, but you can only ever hold a specific amount of energy. And so if you are allowing these past traumas or painful experiences to take up space in that energy, you can't focus on other things. You can't, you know, you can't focus on all the beautiful and positives that are around you because you're too stuck looking at this other way. So that's why it's so important to always check in with yourself, look through your own energy field. What am I holding on to? How can I release this? How can I be more me? And, and then learn what are your best spiritual tools and practices that will help cleanse and realign your energy between your mind, body and soul. It's such good advice. And it's, it's a daily thing, isn't it? It's like a, we will never be done with it. You know, I always say to myself, like, I will be healing on my deathbed, I will be releasing, I'll be forgiving. It's like doing the dishes every day, right? We cook <laughs> and do the dishes every damn day. It's kind of like, we actually need to also be doing the cleansing on our own energy the same yeah. way. 100%. And actually doing the dishes is actually a really good way to cleanse your energy. You can you use the visualization, you use the water, everything that's going on and before you, you're able to put your mind into the present moment. And that in itself is helping you cleanse, you know, you make it a, a form of meditation too. So, nice. 
I, I actually love enjoy the doing multitask, it. <laughs> the multitasking yeah. element there. Getting the dishes done and cleansing your aura and letting go. I love it. <laughs> so you and I uh, both believe in past lives. And I know that, you know, we can have experiences and, and traumas and events in in our current lives that we are also working through. But many of us aren't conscious of the fact that we are also carrying contracts, vows, uh, curses, um, traumatic experiences, traumatic deaths, beliefs, um, soul connections and all sorts of things through from our previous existences. Talk to me about, about this. So I believe in exactly with our past lives, we are with people that we may have in this life, but perhaps we've done wrong to them and or they've done wrong to us. And then we would then make a contract in the next life to return the favor. So at one point, you're learning information from the other person. Usually one person would probably learn more than the other if you're the one that's been hurt or, or um, vice versa. So as you go through into the next life, you're then going to have a what we call a karmic relationship. And this can be in love and it can also be platonic. It could be in a family um, or, or even a, a work relationship as well. And something's happened in your past life with this other person and how whether they did wrong to you or you did wrong to them. And then in this life, it, it's come through and sometimes this past life, it can keep going on into the next life and the next life and the next life, that karmic debt, unless you learn how to heal from it in this life and you cleanse your karmic debt completely with that other person. Um, but it's you can you can look through these with like past life regressions as well. If you feel like you, you're feeling called with someone like, uh, I feel like this is, this is something that's happened before in, in another life. And in that form, you're able to really cleanse and clear that connection. But it also just comes from you being willing to do the work and face that darkness and move through into a place of acceptance and healing and being grateful for the experience, as difficult as it is. Wow. So <laughs> every life we have had. So, so the soul can have had multiple if not thousands or more than that existences before this current existence. And within that time, we will have had these relationships where we support each other in the life lessons that we have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and that we can take on the roles of the perpetrator or the victim. And then um, we, we continue to kind of play this out over time. I had a question actually from somebody yesterday about the twin flame relationship and you know the difference with soulmates and twin flames and I think it, it's appropriate here um how do we heal because those twin flame relationships feel very intense and very um painful when they don't work out how do we heal from that Definitely. The twin flame, twin flame and soulmates are concepts that are interchangeable. So some people believe that a twin flame is um, what I'm going to explain what, a, what I believe the soulmate is and um, vice versa. Okay. 
you have a past life relationship with and something didn't happen, you're actually never together. You don't ever come together, but in the next life you learn from each other and you either, it could end suddenly from one of you and, and not the other and you don't really know why. And usually from that experience, you will have a spiritual awakening. You'll, you'll go into a bit of a deep, dark night of the soul and have a whole change in your life. That's that's a lot of what a twin flame breakup can put onto you, a okay. person. Yeah. Um, whereas a soulmate, you have been together in past lives, but you are completely supportive, nourishing and nurturing to one another. And your form of growth and evolution of each other's soul is through that. It's through love and support. Because in both relationships, you're growing, your, your, your perception is changing, your soul is evolving. But with the twin flame, it's through pain and hurt. And mm -hmm. through your soulmate, it's through love. Okay, so understanding that that experience was there to serve a purpose but not to provide you with that love and nurturing that you are craving from a partner that it was just a kind of um an awakening experience potentially um or a debt to be repaid or part of the contract so it could have been somebody who's volunteered to be in that role for you in this life um but a soulmate is more of a I suppose more of a nurturing partnership that will hopefully have longevity is that right <laughs> yes definitely and it's kind of it, it raises your vibration you're both supporting each other and it's a it's um it's based off a lot more respect you know a twin flame can be we say twin flame because it's like a fire it erupts quickly it, it, it alights it's a big you know it might be an instant attraction or something very um passionate as in terms of a relationship but it will disappear as quickly as it lit and it can be uh -huh. brilliant and, and intense and extreme and sometimes twin flame relationships could be you know it's a few days relationship or it could be a few months or a few years but the point is not about the time it's about what that relationship meant to you, what you learned about yourself from it and and how that then changes you moving forward. Okay, so the healing really comes from diving into the, the learning. Yes. From of yes. what you what you've learned about yourself and maybe others from that experience. Definitely. I seem to think with twin flames, a big part of the learning is learning how to come back to yourself, learning how to put yourself first. Um, a lot of the time with twin frame relationships, we realize that a lot of boundaries were crossed during that period and during that relationship. So it comes back to really learning how to love yourself, put yourself first, because when you're in a, a soulmate relationship, you both are putting yourself first, but that complements each other. Whereas with a twin flame, it's going to be off balance. One person puts themselves higher than the other. And, you know, and it's really just, it's chaos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have experienced this. <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. So we've had these intense experiences or traumas in our life. Um, will, does it mean that we will continue to have these until we die? Or will, will we get to a point where if we have healed and released and let go and become more grounded, more present, more in tune with our soul, that we won't need those experiences? I believe that that's true. I believe okay. that we won't be faced with such traumatic events um, if we've managed to overcome them and to be able to heal ourselves and to be able to really come from a place of love because 
with each challenge that you overcome, you grow stronger and you realize the strength that you have within. You learn specific tools of how to navigate any, any trauma that faces your way. And so you become smarter, you know, you, you, you really are able to handle situations completely differently to the old you, the way that you used to be. Yeah. And yeah. you're confronting it from a place of love and you won't be triggered. Someone, someone does something, you don't then take it as an attack. Instead, you'll understand, oh no, it's actually this person. They, they're lacking love for themselves. And this is why they've done that. I'm not going to take that personally. That's their business. I'm doing my thing, you know, and it's that kind of, yeah. you have a completely different way to perceive the world around you the more challenges you overcome and, and the the more you learn how to align with your soul. Good. I love that. I love the idea that we're not going to continually having these very high tra- traumatizing experiences and that life will like settle down and will be more enjoyable and more abundant and, and things like that. So I am very grateful that that is what you believe too. Um, Looking ahead then to to after our soul's experience within this life, what are your thoughts and beliefs about transition to to where, wherever next? Oh, I like that. Um, <laughs> for that question, I mean, it's very different for everyone, but I definitely believe in reincarnation. So I think that we will go on to another life. Um, I think that... Our, from what we experience in this life will then influence our next life. So I also believe in that, you know, we talked about the karma from before, that if you've learned how to really evolve and to change your perception and awareness of the world around you, when you come back into your next life, you're going to just keep leveling up and going up to a new awareness and new understanding. It's like, you know, some people you meet, you can tell they're really old souls and they've got this uh, insane amount of wisdom behind their eyes. And it's that kind of feeling. So we just continuously keep growing and and molding and shifting and and changing. I love that. Um, I've been hearing from a lot of spiritual teachers that, everyone that is incarnated now on this earth are here for like a bigger purpose. I suppose maybe not necessarily the individual soul contract as a primary, but more for a collective shift in consciousness energy, a collective increase in frequency going there from like the three dimensional to the fifth dimensional stuff, like those bigger concepts of, uh, of why we're here and also that a lot of children that are being born now aren't coming in with all the trauma and the baggage that we have necessarily had in the past um but are coming in much much higher vibration much higher frequency then also because of that don't um they don't do well necessarily with the normal social construct of schooling and all this kind of stuff what are your thoughts around around that yes i agree and i believe in that too i i definitely I've actually seen as well with a lot of my friends' children, they they also are able to connect with the spiritual world in a, in a different way. And I also believe that up until the age of, I think it's seven or eight, you are that that veil between you and the spiritual realm is very thin. So they're able to act from this place of love. And because 
us in our generation, we've gone through these past experiences. Our ancestors have fought these, you know, tremendous wars and we've been working on healing ourselves. We're able to support at these new children into a much more beautiful and kinder environment than what we may have gone in because we're still feeling that inherited pain. Um, we're also, you know, faced with so many political changes that have been needing to change in this world. And that's, to me, I think that's one been one of the positives of this, this world lockdown, as difficult as it has been to hear about what's really going on, it, it's needed to change. We need more equal rights for dependent on race and if you're um, for gender equality and also for um, gay and lesbian as well. Like there's so much that we need to work on to help them and we, we haven't. And now that the world is silent, we're able to see, okay, we've got a, a hole, a huge hole in this country when it comes to this. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. So that this new generation that comes through, they've got a beautiful space to be able to, you know, really create something wonderful. So I, I definitely agree. I think that I think that the whole world is changing and I think it's changing now. And I think this last year has given people this what we would call kind of awakening and, and you refer to it as the, the dark night of the soul. Can you talk to me about about that? What what does that look like for somebody? So the dark night of the soul is it's a form of spiritual awakening that comes through pain and it comes through um, a traumatic experience because we can we can have a spiritual awakening through a positive experience through um, a, a kundalini or something that happens from a, a positive energetic um, change. But when we have a spiritual awakening from something really dark and um and depressive it's called a dark night of the soul and from that it's you're you're going through you're going through a traumatic event and your your whole body your whole mind and your soul is completely changing to understand the world is not what you think it is you're having a, an identity crisis perhaps you don't love what you're doing you may feel completely disconnected from the world but of course, you go through these stages. There's a few different stages to be able to get through and to come out of it. And when we're going through a dark night of the soul, it's it's that entry point of every single element of your life is changing a full 360. So I agree. I think a lot of people had that um, over the last year, but again, in a positive way with you know, a lot of um, jobs were lost and we really had to start looking at what it is that made us happy. And we had to make sure that we were listening to that truth of where it is that our soul wants us to go and to be able to honor that. So when you're going through that spiritual awakening process and the dark night of the soul, it can take a little while to, to be able to get out of it. But this is when it's really important for you to know what spiritual philosophy, what tools and techniques you can bring into your life to be able to support yourself, remind yourself that this isn't forever. This is just a period of your life that's going to be difficult and you have the power and you have the strength to be able to overcome anything like always. So it's just a matter of sitting with it, moving through it and allowing the answers to come through to you when the time is right. Yeah. I mean, this takes me back to when I lost our daughter, Alice, um, you know, the, the, the earth shattering realization that your life will no longer be 
as you thought it was. You know, they're kind of skipping around with rose tinted glasses and then, you know, your life crashes down around you. And I remember in those early days, really in feeling that darkness um, and wanting to numb it. I, I used alcohol quite a bit to do that. Um, but I remember thinking, how can I go back to how who I was? How can I go back to my corporate job um, in advertising, trying to sell, God knows what, like credit cards to people, you know, like how, how I like the, the perception was shifted well and truly the world was cracked open. I was sitting at the rock bottom and needed to crawl myself out of it which I did and I found tools and techniques to help me. And um, obviously tapping was one of the, the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm nearly seven years on from that. And only now, um, I'm, and I'm still getting shifts in, in what I like and what I want in my body. Like I've given up alcohol. I've, give, I've reduced my sugar intake. I'm ramping up my vitamins. I've started taking flower remedies. I... I'm back into my essential oils. I mean, even now, seven years on, I'm still shifting, evolving, tweaking, um, doing these things to to improve that connection, to bring more joy into my life. Um, so it is a journey, isn't it? It's not about a kind of a a one hit wonder or a couple of sessions of therapy or um, it is a real life changing moment. Definitely. I, I like to think of it as like it's a journey of self-discovery. You're going back inward. You have you're learning that everything around you doesn't resonate anymore. And like you said, you're you you don't connect with the world. Like nothing, nothing is ever going to be the same again. That's that's definitely the biggest realization of it. Mm. And the only way we can learn how to heal ourselves is to go back within and to connect with our soul and to learn what it is that it needs to be able to heal how it is that we're meant to be living this life. And the only way to do that is to really honor and connect and learn and listen to the voice of our soul. That's beautiful. And I mean, that's great advice for anybody that is struggling right now and and feeling those denser energies and needing some kind of release um i just wish and hope that they are able to to find these tools to to start taking daily baby steps isn't it like tiny little steps each day to reconnect um and honor gosh we've we've been through so much haven't we nearly every single person here has been through some level of trauma um and to just honor that and and be grateful also for for people like you for for sharing these um experiences these tools for re, you know because you found your soul you've been able to then help other people do the same thing like that that's really amazing thank you i agree and and as well with you i'm so grateful that you were able to share your story too and and your love of tapping as well which i i'm obsessed with tapping too it's such a beautiful form of therapy thank you so much for your time today it's been so beautiful to have quite a big deep spiritual conversation with someone who thinks exactly like i do so i love i love these chats thank you thank you sarah i love talking with you too <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. 
If you did, please follow and share this podcast. And before I go, I wanted to tell you about my new Tapping Into Motherhood membership and community. I've created a beautiful space that gives you access to a library of tools that will help you release, heal, ground, love and connect with yourself in your own time and at your own pace. From pre-recorded tapping videos to healing audio meditations to ancestral trauma workshops and downloadable resources covering pre and postnatal topics, your mind, body and soul are totally covered and you will find the right tools to support you on your motherhood journey. Plus, you can access a community area where you can share your journey, ask questions and get support. And I'll be offering support too with live tapping circles, Q&A sessions and more. The aim of this is to help you let go of the past, heal your physical and emotional wounds, love yourself more, feel so worthy and to live a more joyful life. To find out more, visit tappingformums.com forward slash membership. I really hope to see some of you there.